Hello, everyone out there in podcast world. Hope you're having a wonderful day. You're listening to or watching the Service Business Mastery Podcast, the podcast focused on service business owners, managers, and technicians who are considering becoming business owners themselves. Today's episode, we have a wonderful uh, Tevis Trower, and we are going to talk about um, a lot of things. It's it's the Service Business Mastery Podcast. We we always talk about a lot of things. Uh, it just it goes that way. We dive in rabbit holes, and that's why you love us. Uh, it, well, we're going to talk about superheroes, how they suck at leadership, and um, if you were tuning into the last episode, you've heard me talk a little bit about this. But I really love um, getting everybody's perspectives on this and how to really kind of avoid the situation and if you're already in the situation how to remedy the situation uh but yeah let's uh, I'm, that's all i'm really going to say about that josh how about you buddy no this is uh this is a great topic there's it, it's it's one of those things you can always go deeper on so i'm sure tevis is going to do a great job we had a great time talking to her before the uh the episode aired and she's got uh, uh, a little twang in her voice a little y'all in her uh in her uh, language there. So you guys should enjoy this one. I love it. That's awesome. Welcome to the show, Tevis. <laughs> Thanks so much. I feel right at home already. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you, your background and, and kind of what makes you an expert. Oh yeah. Right. An expert <laughs> at what? <laughs> um, well, gosh, that's such a big question, Tersh. Right. Uh, okay. What about me? I'm sitting in Woodstock, New York, because I ran away from New York City because I wanted trees and woods. Um, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, so the accent is authentic. It comes and goes depending on who I'm speaking with, how tired I am, and if I've been drinking bourbon. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of correlates here. I can say it's probably coming out now because of Dear Tersh inspiring yeah. it. Um, That's funny. But uh, yeah, so I grew up the kid of hippies. Um, no one ever like pushed nice. a big overachiever thing in terms of the corporate world. Um, but they did talk a lot about what it meant um, to be a full human being, right? Mm. They did talk a lot about um, how do you self-identify, how do you evolve, and how do you lead? How do you inspire? Um, and so I bounced my way into corporate America cause I was curious about it. It was like this opposite world and, um, wandering around the halls of various organizations. I started to realize, geez, we all bust our butts to get here. And pretty quickly we fall out of love with our jobs, yeah, right? Sure. Like we name the company or name the profession. I mean, most of us really have to put some effort into being employed or running a business like it takes effort to get where we think we want to be and so why do we fall out of love with it so quickly and so that kind of put me on a course to want to answer that question so maybe i'm the expert at exploring that question i love the well for me for me it's very much um i get bored i mean I'm more of a, what I would consider a wartime leader. So as soon as we get all the policies and procedures in place and things are running smooth, then it's like, oh, I'm a glutton for punishment. Let's go do something different. <laughs> and you don't know? follow Close your own up. procedure. Yeah, exactly. 
that too. You know, yeah. I, I there's there's a lot to be said about um about adrenaline and that, right? I mean, George Patton said um said that that it was peacetime that that yeah that he couldn't stand exactly. Right? As weird think- as that sounds, for, there's some people who are like in the gun and they're, I mean, you're some people listening to this or watching this, they're, they're like, man, will it ever just kind of smooth out? Like I'm, I'm working towards the day where I don't have to worry. I don't have to answer questions. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. Like, I just want it to Cadillac along and just hit the cruise control. And for me, yeah. I, I feel like, ah. Uh, that's the moment I get bored. That's whenever, when, when TriStar, the, my other air conditioning company, when that company got to that point, that's whenever I started the other company or purchased the other company and, yeah. and started that. So it's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Do you know what though, Tersh? I think a couple things. For one thing, you're talking about the difference between, well, there's a couple types of stress and one is the distress, right. Of being overwhelmed and, and, Oh my God, COVID or, Oh my God, is the company going to make it? Or, Oh my God, what's going on with our country or what's going right. All the, all the OMGs, Mm -hmm. right. That can come up. And you're talking about something called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. And eustress is where we respond to stimulus in a positive way because we don't feel powerless, right? We do feel oh. a sense of agency. And so I think it's, um, it's probably kind of a hallmark of a lot of leaders. The other thing that I want to say is I actually don't believe that most people ever allow themselves to go into cruise control other than when they're driving their car because the nervous system isn't wired that way. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, wired to scan for danger. What should I be worried about? What should I be worried about? What should I be worried about? And if that weren't the case, then mindfulness and meditation and pharmaceuticals <laughs> wouldn't be the gazillion dollar industries they are, right? That's true. I will tell you that there's nothing more terrifying than me leaving like uh, Lowe's or Home Depot or somewhere and then pulling in the driveway and saying, oh God, I hope I didn't hit anybody. <laughs> I hope I didn't run a red light. <laughs> I do not remember that drive to the house. Where do you live? Because I am not going there. <laughs> Don't tell me you've never done that. I can't be the only person in the entire world that's ever no, done that. I, love I am a good- so driven to, especially if you get on I-16 in, in you know Southeast Georgia and it's nothing but trees and it's like, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in a deep meditation here all the way to the house. <laughs> OK, I love a good I love a good true confession. And that may be up there because you're right. We all zone out. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That's 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 funny. But, yeah, I mean, that you're right, though, because there's a lot of people making a lot of money off of meditation and everything else. Um, because you know, it is something that we need that we don't focus on. I mean, you have websites where, uh, you can actually have it running quote unquote focus music in the background. My app, I mean, my, um, my calendar for, uh, outlook, it created a, um, a focus time. So it's like, Hey, we're going to create a focus time for you. And we're going to block out your schedule every single day for an hour. I was going to ask you to work. Um, <laughs> well, it, it, it allows me not to block stuff or not to, 
to add stuff to that time. And because only because we live and die by our schedule, Julia, and my, my wife and I, we live and die by the schedule. So if it's blocked off on the schedule, we don't schedule anything. And, um, Oh, I love that. Everything that all the apps and everything we have them integrated with, with count with, um, with our calendar. And so I have most of them set so that it won't allow me to double book myself. Granted, sometimes I do, but most of the times I don't. And so, uh, while I might not be focusing, uh, the time is, is kind of blocked off for the most part. Yeah. Wow. Well, I want to applaud that because, um, I think a lot of people have the intention to give themselves decompression time, but the minute the reminder comes up, mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, I need to check my emails or oh, I need to, 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 to see how the market's doing today or you know, I mean, my worst thing is reaching over to scroll through TikTok. <laughs> oh my gosh. That apple sucks. I have you avoided in. confession. Confession. Oh man. I have avoided because I'm already very addicted to various forms of social media and it's enough. How many mm-hmm. times do you guys pull yeah. up Facebook and you go to do you go to message somebody and all of a sudden you're lost 15 minutes later? Like, what was I trying to do? Like Maybe it's just me. It hap- it li- Facebook yeah. is it really good like at every job. day for me. I'm like, oh, what was yeah. I trying to do? And I can't remember. So I have to log out and then I'm like, oh, I remember. Then I go back in. Like the same thing happens. It's this endless cycle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Must I know, complete so one task. <laughs> Must complete one task. <laughs> it really is. So we got this thing and I don't have it sitting right in front of me because I think one of my kids, like, the joys of kids being off for summer um we had this little cube timer and it's it's got a five and a 15 and a 30 and a 60 and whatever's on top it automatically sets the timer for that amount and so i've found that in 30 minute increments i I do good highly focused work deep deep work um and so taking in and just flipping that cube over to the 30 minute mark um and then allowing it to go off and then forcing myself to change tasks, even if they're not completed. That's the hardest thing for me, but. Do you um, think there's, there's a benefit to changing the task when you. Yeah. Um, for me, it's because the, there are several tasks that I do that are not ending tasks. So it's just something that would go on forever. Yeah. And um, instead of creating a physical, okay, once I finish this paragraph stopping point, it's a time stopping point. And and I find like that, that helps me disconnect with it too. And so then I'm not constantly thinking about it. Um, Have you guys heard, heard of this concept called uh, cave days? uh, No. Mm -mm. Cave days um, is kind of a thing. Uh, You can probably Google it. There's, there's actually a support site for it to help people to do this, but you, um, periodically you block off an entire day just for creative work, just to, to research, come up with great ideas, write stuff, right. Et cetera. And because it's so hard, because as Josh brought up, there's always something to buzz to pull Mm -hmm. you into Facebook. Oh, I got to write so-and-so. Right. Um, There's, there's like groups that you can join and you commit to keep each other on task, right? Like on, track and if you yeah. start to waver then then they're there to to get you back 
in your cave. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that is a really cool concept. And, and it's, it's almost like meditation because like, what do you meditate about? Well, just as soon as you start to think about something, don't think about it. And then it's like, as soon as you like, you go into, well, what am I going to do for the full day? I guarantee you'll fill the day up with, yeah. with something. Um, I have friends of mine who go to cabins and they're creator content creators, and mm-hmm. they'll go just to create a, uh, a, a calendar, a, a marketing calendar type outline. Um, and they'll go for the day or the weekend and uh, just kind of disconnect. And, and they purposely go places that doesn't have cell service or Wi-Fi. And so I, I don't know. I, I'd have an anxiety attack, I think. Um, if I did that, oh my but. God. are you kidding? I love it. That sounds like heaven. Oh, geez. It doesn't until you get back in cell reception and so, turn your phone back on. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to put my phone over here because it's going to, yeah, it's going to die because of how much is vibrating. But wouldn't it be worse if you didn't? And then you'd be like, I guess I'm really not that important. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> So I read a book by uh, Ari Mizell called Replaceable Founder. And basically, it's an entire book about automating things and spending a little extra time right now doing something so that you don't have to do it later. Uh, Kind of like a time management stuff, but uh, like creating using your bill pay in your bank instead of every month remembering to do something, just have it automatically set up. And that's kind of what I've done with like email reminders. I have an automatic reply on my email that check says um, that I only check my emails twice a day. And, yeah. and so it's great because then it, it's, it limits the expectation of an immediate response. And then also it lets people know that, Hey, I'm only going to check this here twice a day. And so me, I don't have to worry about my emails all day, every day. I literally just can check them in the morning and check them in the afternoon and then be done with it instead of having stuff done. A, a pop-up. Because every time I know that for me, I've measured it. And every time one of those pop-ups come up in the bottom of my screen of my computer, it takes six minutes away from whatever I'm doing. And You've so measured it. I have. Yeah. And I took the time to do that. And I don't know if everybody's like me, but uh, it takes me six minutes to, uh, even if I don't click it's on it, don't switch. do anything. If yep. it just does that, it immediately, it takes six minutes away from my ability to, to accomplish the task. And so... I have turned off all notifications. My phone's notifications are all turned off. Um, and so I got to ask you, you are so on it for yourself. Have you always been this way? Like, have you always been so aware of your actions and cause and effect? Because no, it's, I don't think so. You have, or you haven't? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I, I met Ari Mizell and then, read his book and I was like, Oh, I need to do that. It's, it's a combination of being super cheap <laughs> and trying to be efficient at the same time. Cause if I can do more with less time, then I don't have to pay somebody else to do it. It's kind of a thing. And but have you always been cheap and efficiency minded? Yeah, I guess I have. Okay. I don't know. Never thought about that. <laughs> Thanks. It's not every day your guests come on here and call you cheap. Something to ponder on. <laughs> No money. He called himself cheap. You asked the question. If the shoe fits. (laughs) No, I I mean, I, I I think so. Yeah. 
I'm, I've always been a policy and procedures type person. That's my mindset is build a policy. If I repeat something more than once, I don't want to repeat it a third time. I want to create a video and never have to repeat it again. Yeah. That's just the way that I am. I, and I don't like repeating myself. And that's probably part of it. I, I don't, that's a pet peeve of mine. So, but, but do you think you've always been attuned to like being as amazing as you can be? Cause that's what oh, I'm really no. hearing. Nah. Yeah, don't get all humble. That's boring. no, it's, it's, it's more of a, it's, it's no, it's more of a, I know where my strong suits are and mm-hmm. I know where my weeks, my weak uh, areas are. And uh, I'm, I would say a master delegator. So mm-hmm. I shine in certain areas because I only do the task that I'm really good at. Mm. And then the ones that I'm not good at, I delegate off to someone else. Oh God, else. I got a fist bump. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, those are words to live by, right? That's kind of the opposite of the superhero thing that you brought yeah. up, Josh, right? That you let other people shine at what they're going to shine so at. So how do we That's get a good point and, and kind of circle back to that? Yeah. I was just going to say, so how do we get more people to start moving towards that path is really what uh, I'm sure a lot of the listeners and stuff we get, know. We get some scientists to hang out with Tersh and to huh. extract some of his Vulcan DNA. <laughs> then we grow some stem cells. Some and anyone really who, who aspires to leadership gets some stem cells implanted. And then they have they have this incredible ability to not think they're a superhero. Do you know, um, we were talking about uh, fear, right? And we were talking about the meditation thing. And we were talking about driving home and having eight zillion things pass you and you don't even notice it. And I think, I think of um, the superhero leader as being on that kind of autopilot, right? That um, for some reason they have made a decision that, um, that associates their worthiness on the planet with being the end all and be all right. It may come from fear. Like if I don't do it, it won't be done right. Or if I don't do it, it'll take too long or I got to do it to know that it's even getting done at all. And some of it is, is the thrill of accomplishment. Right. But that's actually not leading. That's just being a producer. So basically the producer um, with a title or, Yeah, yeah, the producer. But you think about um, so I I first started to think about this when um, when I was watching some of the folks I worked for at Time Warner, right? Huge, huge, huge company. And um, here you've got eight zillion people with great minds, amazing experience, right? And someone would walk into a situation and be like, step aside. This is what we're doing, right? And everyone in the room would just go, right? Yeah. And so you think about Superman, right? You've got all the townspeople in Gotham or wherever. No, he was in Metropolis, right? Smallville. (laughs) Some kind of a villain, right? (laughs) Or some kind of an evil or danger. And all the townspeople are like, oh, Superman, come save us. <laughs> and if Superman doesn't show up, they're all just going to lay over and die. 
I mean, think about it. Is that the right. kind of That's organization that you want? Or do you want the kind of organization that you're like, hey, everybody, we've got a problem. What are we going to do to solve it? Exactly. So, yeah, because I love that. The granted, the, the, as a hero, as a superhero, um, <laughs> it's really cool to have that. Uh, the ego part of it, the, and, and we've said this before, you know, um, my ego has driven me in the past to be the person that if you have a question, just give me a call. At first it might sound like a humble, helpful, like just give me a call if you need anything. And then it turns into, well, now they're going to have to call me for everything because I have to make all the decisions in the entire company. Then it's like, okay, I can't be productive at all because the entire company calls me constantly all day long. Well, it's very much, um, I don't know. We, we've, we talked about this early. It's, it's, it's one of those things where for me, once we just said, Hey, don't call me with any problems unless you have three solutions. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and then once they did that, then it, it created that empowerment. And so it takes me away from being the superhero and allows each one of them to be their own hero within the business. And so, like you said, if Superman doesn't show up or if I'm sick, if I have the flu, they can make their own decisions. And that, that doesn't really resonate for like service business owners guys and gals who are listening to this, a lot of times you don't think about this, but what happens if you got put in the hospital? You know, what happens if you like broke your ankle or got knocked unconscious and you're in the hospital and you treat the business like you're the superhero? Like, how does the, how does the business keep on going? And it, it, in reality, it either it won't, or if it does, um, then you, like you've, been holding people back because they could be making decisions themselves, you know? Yeah. I think that's a super um, important point. And I think that um, it, it really boils down to not only being willing to communicate transparently enough to your staff, what matters and what is the basis, like what is the thought process that you go through to make a choice um, so that they can then apply it. And yeah, that's where you're going to get the discretionary effort. That's where you're going to yeah. get probably access to new ideas because everyone screens a situation with their own POV, their own bias. And so they're going to see things that you can't see. And it's funny. I, I went to this um, think tank with a bunch of leaders mm -hmm. and um the one guy was from the army war college and this is like 20 years ago you guys i'm an old lady and um i'm like in my mid-30s at the time and i'm sitting next to this colonel from the army war college and we're talking about empowerment it's 20 years ago and he's saying how through all the desert storms right etc that they had learned that they could not continue to concentrate power with the generals, right? With the brass, because the information's changing too quickly. The folks on the, the boots on the ground yeah. have a lot more both emotional um, intelligence because they're there like in the moment. So they're getting the gut hit, right? Mm -hmm. And they've got the actual um, until the data that's coming. So, so I, I just got to say if a retrograde type 
legacy structures such as the army can figure this out, how to create some autonomy and decision-making, it strikes me that we and running our service businesses ought to be able to do that too. And I think one thing really gets in the way of that um, because Josh brought up the question of trust. And that is if we don't trust our people, right? If we don't trust them to care about our business to be smart enough to understand what's going to support the business and what's going to hurt it, right? And to really think through that, then then the business is going to fail. Because you're kind of setting up a formula that you talked about, Tersh, where, where your phone is ringing constantly, mm-hmm. you have no freedom, and your business is only going to be as smart as you are. That's so, a great point. Yeah, that's a, and that's the thing about it. I want to hire people that are smarter than me to replace me. And um, when you're first, this is a tough transition for business owners that, especially if you've been the guy for a year, two years, 10 years, 20 years, like, and, and like you did accounting, you did, you know, um, all the payor, payroll, um, AR, uh, you caught the service calls, you know, to relinquish some of that stuff is, is kind of tough. Um, and for me, this goes back to the delegation side of things. Like I don't like doing accounting, so I'm going to hire somebody who's really good at accounting and, and I don't have to worry about it. And, uh, same, same with, with like payroll and like, there's stuff that I'm just not good at and I don't, it's, I don't, I'm not good at it and I don't like it. And so I'm going to hire someone else to do it versus holding myself back by just, you know, saying that I want to have my hands tied in into that. And so, uh, but it can go the other way too. Like if I just, if I, if I delegate it and then forget it, you know, it can crash and burn, but um, I, I, I can see, and I've talked to people who uh, really struggle with hiring people who are smarter or better than them. And, and it's not necessarily in the accounting side of things. I think that most of us as, as technicians who became business owners, mm-hmm. we don't have a problem hiring an accountant that's better than us, but it's the technicians like hiring another Hell, service you. technician who's smarter than I am <clears throat> hiring exactly Ooh. challenging my authority as like, okay, I'm the person who's supposed to know all of this. Not me. Mm-mm. Give me somebody who can work yeah. on boilers. Like, yeah, I, they don't call me to ask me the boiler questions. They ask them, you know, and, and so I, that's I love that part. That definitely takes uh, ego out of the well, play a little I, bit to really be able to tell yourself that and hire people like that. But but I think that it's so easy for us to sit on this conversation and talk about this. Um, and all of us have an ego blind spot. I don't care who you are. Right. So the question is how do you begin to understand where your ego is getting in your way as a leader? And, um, well, the big thing that comes, that comes to my mind is pride, right? Like if you sat back on that drive back from Lowe's or Home Depot, (laughs) (laughs) we ain't going to forget about this and you're meditating and blanking out and hopefully not killing anyone. Meditating. Air quotes, meditating. So so I would put on my game change hat, right? (laughs) And, um, 
And you're thinking to yourself, what do I really stake my pride on? Like, what is my identity attached to? What is really important to me for me to believe is true of myself? So like that guy who won't hire the boiler person because he wants to be the smartest one in boilers, right? Mm-hmm. Or that, um, that, that person who won't hire the accountant because they want to control everything, et cetera, right? right? We have to start to get a sense of where our identity right? Our holy cows, or this is who I am, right? I am blank is actually getting in the way of us being the leader that we could be. Mm. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the easiest way to catch it. What pisses you off? What makes you uncomfortable? What makes you clench? Well, that's easy. Everything. Well, that is not true. You know that is not true. Just, right? ca- just come be a fly on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. There, oh, yeah. there are triggers where you go, and that's usually because something is challenging your conviction about yourself, about what it means to be good, or what it means to be valid, or what it means to be the big boss, or what it means to be this, or what it means to be that. And all of us have picked up these algorithms in our brains since the minute that we were born. So we got to start to notice, where am I getting triggered? Because I promise you, wherever you are getting triggered is where you have to grow. That's great. Hmm. Here we are taking notes. We're just writing just as fast. Like we can't listen to this again. Right? <laughs> Sorry for the delay, everybody that's listening. Yeah, I love this. It, it, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's really awesome because um, you mentioned, I love the, uh, oof, I don't want to hack up his name. Um, the guy from Toyota that um, introduced the, um, the stop stop the line manufacturing because you, you mentioned the army and, and they had, um, you know, localized intelligence and they, they, before it got all the way up to the brass, you know, they could, they could make the changes down low in, in the chain of command as far as um, it goes with um, the Toyota assembly line where yeah. like anybody along the assembly line could, could press the stop button at any moment. Uh, and I think that that, that sense of empowerment. I mean, obviously it was a game changer. They write, write books about it. Um, yeah. And so I, I think that that's amazing concept. Yeah. I love that you turn your hat backwards for Can us. you trust the people that much? <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> this, is part of a, this is the prerequisite to part be on the, the show crew. from now on. <laughs> yeah. Have to wear a hat. yeah, right. Uh-huh. Everybody. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Cool, Josh. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you uh, close us yeah. out. Um, so, uh, Tavis, what would I guess? What would be if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and to talk through this stuff and start to understand some of the stuff for their business? How would they go about doing so? They can find me. I'm so easily found. For one thing, how many people are named Tavis? <laughs> <laughs> Tevis Trower, and they can find me um, at balanceintegration.com. I got to tell you, my big passion is that um, I think 
high achievers are some of the most fascinating people on the planet, right? Because they're like a Tersh or a Josh who really organize themselves towards whatever goal. But all of us have blind spots. There's a blind spot in every single human being. And the fun of getting on the other side of that is what I'm interested in, because that's where you really start to excel. Like that's where you go beyond an idea and you have the capacity to actually exceed anything that you might have imagined for yourself. So that was great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Drop. We're done. (laughs) What's the, what's the book you got behind you? (gasps) This is my book. Um, It came out in last year. Um, in early fall of last year, it's called the Game Changers Guide uh, to Radical Success. And it does a lot of this kind of hacking of the algorithms that all of us have. So like, if you know that you've achieved X, Y, or Z, but you're kind of curious how much further you could take yourself, or you know that with all the boxes that you've checked, that checking a box is not the same thing as being happy or fulfilled, right? This book is for you because it helps you keep all this awesome success that you've got. Like all the box checking doesn't stop, but it helps you actually enjoy your life and take it even further. And that's what I'm passionate about. Sweet. And I put a a link to that in the uh, show notes already. So anybody who's watching this live, uh, click on that link and get you a copy of, of uh, Tevis's book. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. And thank you for everything that you've done and, and shared this. And, and um, really, honestly, the conversation has been great. I, I think Josh would agree with me on that one. Thanks, guys. I really had a good time. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody has any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to Tevis and um, LinkedIn or um balanceintegration.com and then i also put the the link to her book in the show notes uh with that being said i hope you have a wonderful and safe day uh thank you again for watching or listening to the service business mastery podcast is podcast focused on service business owners managers and technicians who are considering becoming business owners themselves i hope today's episode really helps to answer some unasked questions i know we're kind of all over the place but we really uh, passionate about um, really just helping you focus and learn to be away, uh, move away from the, the superhero mindset and uh, kind of understanding what it is before you can move away from it. But anyways, hope you have a wonderful and safe week until we talk again next time. See ya.